0: What it is, what is up, what is good gamers, this is Kevin aka Shonoff71 and you are tuned in to Season 5, Episode 9 of the Gaming Vessels Podcast. Before we kick things off in our normal routine, um, I want to take some time. Uh, as of today, this is uh, October fifth of this podcast recording. Uh, I wanted to acknowledge the passing of uh, co- the host, one of the the main host, the one of the co-hosts of Open Forum Radio. His name is Timo H O U eighty seven. For those who, for those of you probably know, if you've Discovered this show, he probably discovered it through uh, the Open Forum Radio Network, which is the uh, the parent podcast network that Gaming Vessels is attached to. Um, and and although I did not know Timo, uh, uh, or was it, I, I, you know, close to him, but uh, we had uh, some pleasant exchanges in social media, and I was a fan of the show. Still, am a fan of the Open Forum Radio show. We were just Timo, Vlad's Hammer, uh, Derek, and um, uh, Whiskey. Um, so I know those guys are hurting right now. I think we're all hurting uh, collectively as part of the Open Forum Radio family. Um, I know he was a, he was a father, uh, a husband, and uh, he's his family and friends are going to miss him. So I wanted to. Uh, He's also a follower of Christ uh, from what I know of him. So I'm gonna take a couple minutes and pray in that authority uh, for his family. Uh, Heavenly Father, we just wanna, I just wanna take some time and uh, lift up Timo's family. We wanna pray for his family as they deal with this uh, gut-wrenching change in their lives. Uh, we want to pray for your peace Uh, in their lives Lord and uh, just be that guiding light put people in that family um, in that in those kids lives and be that guiding light to uh, us help them as they go through this grieving process and I say this in Christ's name amen so again uh, Timo you will be missed brother and uh, con- my prayers and condolences go out to Timo's family, as well as his friends, including his friends on Open Forum Radio Show. So, uh, I've, as going back to our broadcast, um, we are not—I am not—in the digital studio alone. Along with me are my partners in crime. We have Des, the Bay Area Terror. What's going on, homie?
1: Uh, not much not much just happy to be here um hanging out with you two fine fellows and uh all the listeners out there you know we really appreciate you um tuning in tuning in all the time we really appreciate it
0: absolutely and of course our show would be a no-go without trader joe aka the fruit the food max of gaming who will maximize your gaming dollar what's going on brother
2: not much man just hanging out on this wonderful saturday afternoon slash evening on there so um relaxed good to go i didn't work any overtime i can't work any overtime anymore so (laughs) so i am relaxed and ready to go so
0: So it actually means you're going to be getting some rest in a typical work week huh
2: (laughs) yeah maybe (laughs) i don't stay up and play games and do all sorts of other shenanigans and whatnot so Of course.
1: Like a normal person.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And speaking of games, we're going to jump into our
0: playlist right about now. So, Trader Joe, why don't you hit the folks up? uh, What have you been playing of late?
2: Uh, me it just seems like i am addicted back to borderlines 2 again and i am going through the uh, dlc in the handsome jack collection and i've been meaning to play uh iceborne you know monster underworld iceborne you know i was excited for that i was excited for uh shadowkeep and destiny 2 coming out as well but it seems like uh, when i'm home and by the time i fire up the good old game console it just seems like i just want to sit down with my uh proverbial, like, you know, grilled cheese sandwich, a.k.a. Borderlands 2 and some of the DLC from the Handsome Jack collection, so um, I am knocking out Sir Hamlock's Big Game Hunt. I'm almost done with that, and then I'm going to go to the uh, Battle of Sanctuary, the um, DLC that will bridge Borderlands 2, Borderlands 3 at some point. I did fire up Borderlands 3 for uh, about 30 to 45 minutes just to check it out and get my pre-order dlc rewards before my window of opportunity uh, ended on that and so i played that for a little bit and it did play a little bit different than borderlands 2 and the other borderlands series there's a like a slide aka apex legends on there and uh, they also added the ping system aka apex legends it seems like <laughs> it's, it's it's a, a kind of open uh, design doc that you know, companies will go back and forth stealing you know, good attributes, uh, from one game to another. So, um, we did also have a couple of, uh, game nights with gaming vessels, of course, and, uh, you know, me and Des were firing up and playing some multiplayer Wreckfest on there. And so that is some good times right there. So, um, I don't know if you had a chance to fire it up yet, Kevin, but, uh, I have it installed.
0: I have not played it yet, but I do have it installed.
2: We'll we'll rectify that later on tonight, possibly so. But uh, lots of fun multiplayer, a lot of, like, you know, figure eight uh, tracks on there, a lot of Destruction Derby going on, some actual races. And uh, I'm not doing too hot in the multiplayer, but I think it's just because I haven't played any of the single player to gain, you know, money to be able to buy better cars on that, so and i was kind of surprised too the handling's a little bit different it's not as arcadey as i thought it was so it's you know it's not a sim i could tell you that right now but bugbear at least did something to where you know you might have to slow down approaching a corner you know if need be you can't uh drive all crazy you know it's not like you could just ping off other cars and drift like ridge racer or something like that so it's just getting used to the handling system so but enjoying that quite a bit. Um, also played the Code Vein demo in the last couple of weeks on that. And I do like the game. It's kind of, like I said, Dark Souls, anime, you know, typical stuff. And I've read some reviews of people like saying that they were liking it at the beginning. But the, the game started to kind of work and sink in for them later on in the mix. And so... Um, Just like I think you, Kev, said before, I'm going to wait because there's just too much stuff right now, you know, and so unfortunately I would love to support every game publisher out there. I would love to support and buy every game known to man. I have before in the past, but I'm working on being just a shade better as far as uh, buying everything in the mix. So I will... Think I will play Codevane at a later point. You know, if it gets cheap during Black Friday or something, you know, or something where I could kind of open up a window of time so I could actually play it. It's something that I would want to get back to. I know both of us, all three of us, played the Code Vein demo. So, did you guys have any impressions on it at all? Um,
1: uh, I th- go ahead. oh yeah, well, I, I thought it was fine. I mean, I played it with you. When we were running around. It's just, yeah. it's like anime. Dark Souls, so um, it's very, like, amnesiac kind of person. You know, you make your own character. Um, sans melanin, but, you know, um, which is fine. There's a little
0: bit of melanin. There's I more mean, melanin than there's usually in this yeah, type Yeah, that's
1: true, of game. that's true, it's true, but you can't... <laughs> I mean, I was, like, trying hard, but I was like, okay. But, I mean, it's not bad. It's just, I think it's... It really... The, it separates itself out enough from uh other dark souls like games uh with 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 enough technical stuff that it it definitely stands out. I think sometimes uh Japanese games tends to, tends to be more they tend to be a little bit more complicated just for the sake of complexity and I don't need I don't think it needs to be like that. So some of the some of the things for the game is a little like do we really need that or this, you know, but, but for the most part, I thought it was fine. Um, uh, when I was playing it, I was really into it, but, but the minute I stopped playing it, it was like completely gone from my mind. So, um, so yeah, I'm definitely one of those people that's going to play it on a, um, I'm going to definitely play it as a, uh, as like a black Friday, uh, buy or something, but yeah, I'm probably not going to buy it full on. So what about you, Kev? Um, I enjoyed the demo, but the
0: I tell you man Sekiro has spoiled me um that combat was just way too slow and I know it's Dark Souls and I know Dark Souls is not frenetic uh you know flashy fast flashy moves it's not devil may cry it's not it's not any of that but uh Sekiro has has just spoiled me on that difficult action um leaning more heavily on action more so than rpg video game and the pacing of code vein was just really really kind of kind of kind of slow and i think and, and i honestly i understand why uh that's the pacing that namco wanted to do i mean this isn't this, was, this game, is, uh, I believe, was developed by the God Eater team, but this is not a God Eater game. And uh, I understand the, the pacing of the combat and why they put it in, but I, I don't think that that pacing is me anymore. Uh, the other thing that I will say is that the systems... And I've watched some... Reviews of the game for from, pe- from people who have either finished it or have at least spent enough time in the release copy of the game to fully delve into the game's RPG systems, and they are very confusing, at least to me. Um, there is kind of it's kind of like Agreed. part Souls, part Monster Hunter World, part uh, you know. Any other over open world or overland 3D RPG, it just seems like there's a lot of systems just for the sake of having those systems in. Uh, well, you can change this this one, your, your blood code, and your blood code affects the type of weapon that you can use and then the weapon that you can use affects the different types of blood codes and you can't have all the blood codes or have access to certain functions of the blood code, depending on what weapon that you're using. And, and it just, the more you, the more from that blood code hub you go out from, the more complex it is. And, you know, there are people that are on YouTube channels that are showcasing their their code vein builds, you know, based on like a core, a a core, a core blood code function, and then they build their weapons and their armor around that. And I, I get that, and I, and I understand it has to be if you want that level of um, uh, customization to your character. I understand why it seem it might be that you need to, it needs to be that complicated but it just even even watching the explanations on the youtube it was just a little bit much so yeah i at first i thought this was going to be like a black friday type of thing yet if at all but i I think it's probably just going to be a pass overall for me um i i just don't i just don't feel I'm over the over complex systems now because I think I tell you, man, again, I got to go back to Sekiro. Sekiro is not as, is complex. It's, it, it's lack of, uh, of, uh, what, 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 what did I say? Uh, customization is made, is makes, is more than made up for in it's just, flow of combat and the quality of that combat and that game has just spoiled me on three uh, when it, as far as 3d action games it's the 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 comp the complexity is expressed in the mechanics and that's what i want my action games all my action games to do from 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 now on I want the complexity to be not so much built into, you know, oh, if you outfit this, that, and the other, I want it to be expressed in the mechanics of the game, and Sekiro does that brilliantly. Now, on the other hand, I play Monster Hunter World, which is a complex (laughs) game in and of itself. I get that. I understand that. But from what i understand monster hunter world is not as complex as some of the other previous monster hunters uh in, in many aspects so i think the the long and the short of it for me is that um, while i appreciate what code vein brings to the table uh i i just don't think it's my it's my cup of tea not my type of hype so i'm going to be passing on it But well, go ahead, and we uh, we did you did you have more to talk about as far as your games that you've been playing, Joe?
2: Uh no, not at all. I'm done. That's all okay. I've been up to. So, <laughs> I'm sorry I didn't let you know. But what else have you been playing? I know you've been playing Iceborne quite a bit, right, Kip?
0: Yeah, I've been hitting the Iceborne ticket. I finally beat that bastard Barry off. Um <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh! Um Yeah. And I, I, you know, I get it. It's it, this is MH Dub Monster Hunter World's version of G rank. You know, okay, I understand that. But man, this that 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 first wall came way too soon. <laughs> I think uh, now I, I today I just beat uh, the Tigrex, who is almost as bad as Berryoth is. Um, his his area attack melees are not as widespread as Barryoths, in my opinion, but he's a pain in the butt. I thought I could take him on with my bow because my bow was my kind of like my default go-to uh, weapon, and T-Grex has some moves that will – it's it's like really any, his moves track more so than Barryos do. Um, his, his moves track and because of that and his wide range of attacks and he's a melee, he's a melee monster as well. Uh, the only range attack he does is he'll hit the ground and he'll send these rocks uh, towards you which are, and that's easy to dodge or parry if you're using something with a shield but his, his uh, tail whip is the bane of my existence using the bow, so I had to switch to my the other weapon that I really love using, which is the charge blade. So uh, using that was how I was out finally able to, to take him down. The problem is is that he's got good gear, so I'm going to have to farm him for a bit, so... That's going to be interesting. Um, and the other game that I've been playing, of course, has been uh, River City Girls. I've I've uh, uh, ood and odd over the, uh, that game uh, many times in past episodes. So I'm not going to go too much into that. Just if you like beat 'em ups and a, and if you're not afraid of that entry level price or the price of the game, which I think is like around what thirty bucks or so. Uh, it's it's money well worth well spent for from WayForward's project. It, it's excellent. But the uh, the last game I've been playing, I've been playing some Gears Five. I am into Act Three. Um, I don't know how far into Act Three it would it, it is, but the one thing that I'm surprised at, and I honestly didn't think the Coalition would be able to pull this off is that they've actually started to make these new cogs interesting. and Because I couldn't stand these people from, from Gears 4. I thought they were all annoying, uh, just just complaining brats from all, all of them. I think Kate was the least annoying one. And I think them focusing on Kate with the, the Gears 5 and really, kind of expounding on the relationships, the relationship between that of how and how those relationships between these new cogs changed so drastically following the events of Gears Four, uh, leading into gears, leading into and through Gears, the the point where I am in Gears Five. Uh, they did Coalition did a good job, and it's actually making. Making me want to know more about uh, these new cogs and how they're how this new uh, how how things that are going on with Kate and their all their friendships and relationships revolve around that and of course Marcus is in the mix and all the original cogs are there um, and they they're doing a they did a surprising job. Because I really didn't think I, they could get me to care about these 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 new meatheads. But they, they did. And I'm actually enjoying it. So, surprisingly, I was really shocked. But that's what I have been playing. So, Dez, why don't you tell the folks what you've been up to?
1: Well, mostly I've been up to school because this is my final semester. But uh, what I have been playing is um, I played Wreckfest with Joe. We've been playing a lot of Wreckfest. And again, I spoke this uh, last time we were... I spoke about this the last time we did a show. Uh, i just really enjoying it. Um, And I do play the single player a lot more than I expected that I would. I thought this would be mostly a multiplayer game. But I really just kind of get together um, and I just play it. You know, I really... It's a really fun little uh, time waster and like... um, It's relaxing to run around and... um, and kind of shoot, uh, uh, hit people and, and watch like, because the, the physics of it is really fun though, because you can really just kind of like, like, there's all these like ramps and jumps, and you can really ramp and jump and, and hit each other. And I don't know, it's just, it's just, it's just a lot of fun, you know. Um, it reminds me of that, uh, that burnout. Um, but, but that's, that's been the game that's been really kind of, uh, keeping me going, um, right now. Uh, did play, uh, Code Vein. I uh, spoke a little bit about that. Um, yeah, again, definitely gonna be uh, possibly picking it up later, but but definitely not right now. So, but that's pretty much all I've been playing mostly. Um, and I really hope to be playing something uh, uh, different soon. I downloaded a couple of games on the um, on the black. Uh, sorry, the the, the last. Um, PSN sale. There was this uh, isometric game, uh, strategy game. Um, that's I can't remember the name of it, but it was it was really under uh, under the radar, and it's been. Uh, it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. So if I can remember the name of it, I will definitely let you know. So,
0: is, is that the one where you solve a mystery of some ship from? Is it like it takes place in the 1800s. It's all in black and
2: white. No,
1: no, no. Well, that's a uh, Return to the
2: Overdin. Return no, of the Overdin. No, okay.
1: This is this is like a. Um, this 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 reminds me of a um uh like Final Fantasy Tactics type game. So
2: Oh, okay. Yeah. But... This was what you play it on? You played it on PSN?
1: Yeah, it's a PSN game. Gotcha.
2: Yeah. So well, You don't you don't remember the name of it then?
1: No, I'll have to look it up.
2: Okay. Okay. I'm a, I'm going to look at your profile, see. Let's do, let's do oh, some okay. online <laughs> research here. Okay. Did you get a trophy in it, man?
1: Did I get a trophy?
0: No. But has that been all you've been up to?
1: Yeah, for the most that part. In,
0: that in school, well, okay.
1: Yeah. All right here,
0: adulting sucks, and sometimes you got <laughs> it. Really
1: does. <laughs>
0: <sighs> but, man, shout out for you for putting for getting it done, uh, getting your education done.
1: Yeah, this is my last well. semester, so then I'm all thinking about getting my MBA, but I'm not sure. But we'll see. <laughs> we'll see.
0: Well, all right, folks. We're going to move into our news section right now. And assuming Trader Joe has finished spying on Dez's PSM profile,
2: <laughs> he's got. I, a I, I can't figure out what it is. It's. I'll <laughs>
1: look. Uh, I'll look. I, I'll all look. Right. I know Just you're you're the... dying to, you're chomping at the bit. So let me look. I'll tell you what it is. All right. Do,
2: do, do. Do, 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 But while he's doing do, that, you want to go like, uh, to you the Jeopardy to theme? To the news. Okay, yeah, sure. Um, since we last recorded, I did mention at the end of the last show get that. You're
1: by doing that Jeopardy theme.
2: Oh, yeah, sued by who? Who's listening to the podcast? Alex Trebek.
1: <laughs> he's like trolling. I know. Alex Trebek trolls gaming podcasts. And
2: guess who owns Jeopardy? Sony Interactive. So, well, Sony's going to sue us for humming the Jeopardy theme. We're actually promoting the show indirectly. So, tiss, tiss, tisk, sir. Tiss, tiss, tisk. All right. Well, uh, as mentioned last episode, uh, the uh, state of play for PlayStation was scheduled to happen on the Tuesday after we recorded. And so, hey, guess what happened? So, um, they did announce. Uh, a few things. Uh, they have the Last of Us Part Two an- release date. It's uh, February twenty first, twenty twenty, on there. Um, they did have a nice trailer for the game in the broadcast as well. Um, at that point, there was like a number of different limited editions that went up on sale at that time on there, so you could buy your regular plain Jane. 59.99 release or they have a steel book of course with some extra stuff at 79.99. and then if you want to go all crazy uh there is some other more limited stuff including stuff with uh, lots of extra doodads and whatnot you know for that any excitement you two for last of us part two
0: well for me that's a day one i i thoroughly have, uh enjoyed the first one One of the best stories in the game that I've experienced ever, Uh, maybe, maybe the best story I've experienced in the game. Um, Naughty Dog is really good at uh, setting up a narrative and using the, at least it, I think it started in Uncharted, but they perfected it in, in Last of Us, using the gameplay to build upon that narrative and put you in the, put you like put you in the moment that is taking place on screen through the gameplay. Uh, they're, they're, they're masters at doing that. So yeah, last of us two day one, I don't spend my money on, uh, on limited edition stuff. So I will be getting the regular one. Um, but, uh, Yeah, day one for sure for me.
2: Okay, well, just in case if anyone out there is interested, um, the Ellie edition comes with a uh, 12-inch Ellie statue, a 40 page mini art book, uh, a backpack, Ellie's backpack on there, so Ellie's bracelet, a logo patch, lithograph art print, and thank you letter, a 7-inch vinyl record featuring music from the original soundtrack five stickers and six enamel pins. So that is a cornucopia of, uh, last of us Two paraphernalia for your buying pleasure if need be. But that one probably has already sold out. That one retails for a hot $229 and 99 cents on that. So
1: yeah, I will not and, be buying that.
2: <laughs> there is also a collector's edition. That is sans, the Ellie backpack and sans, the, uh, seven inch uh, vinyl on that, that's going for I think 169 bucks yeah, on there. And then if you just want the plain Jane old steel book, like you know, Trader Joe over here, he loves the steel book. So I'm talking about myself in the third person because I love it okay. on that. Um, it also comes with a 48 page mini art book uh, thats seventy-nine ninety-nine on there. So just an extra $20 gets you those two items. Plus, of course, you know, you do get some dynamic theme, um, six PSN avatars, and some pre-order bonuses. Now, they did talk more about the game's multiplayer. The game's multiplayer will not be out at launch, but the multiplayer team is working on something that will be coming out later uh, beyond the release date of the game on there. That's kind of cool, too, because it gives you time to really get into the meat of the game a little bit. So I think uh, that's a good... Uh, choice on their part and then just in case you haven't played last of us uh the the definitive edition did go up as one of the playstation plus games for october so if you haven't played it yet it's out there for your downloading pleasure Uh, on i think the other game for the month is mlb the show 19 just in case you want to play some baseball since Mm -hmm. it is playoff season right now as we speak on that so also state of play they did announce uh, more death stranding items uh, as of course death stranding is coming out on november the 8th but they did announce a limited edition ps4 pro bundle on there and so it's uh quite striking there is some hideo kojima handprints on the top on there i think it's his handprint but who knows uh there's also a uh controller that comes with the system is urine yellow on there. Um, I did see some Isn't lock-ups. the baby in, in one of the handles? No, it's not. Yeah, okay. It is a Photoshop that showed up on the internet. I would prefer oh, okay. the baby's head being in on one of the handles. <laughs> but, but no, it's just a normal plain Jane. It's translucent yellow on there. Yeah. I wouldn't say it's... Some people might. It's just in a, a particular style of yellow. Yeah, the p on there dual <laughs> yes with the uh, death stranding on the touch pad and that is, actually looks pr- quite striking it's what is this uh, with,
1: with this with this p yellow first we got the the, the, the nintendo switch light with the p yellow now we got this controller y'all need to come off that
2: mm. no there's there a there's yellow. a p mechanic in death stranding sir i so don't I... care
1: <laughs> nasty <Either>. nasty <laughs>
2: Yeah, I feel bad for yellow. Yellow's kind of get like you know, redheaded stepchild of the colors uh, spectrum because of the fact that it's the same color as urine. It's like God, poor yellow. I swear <laughs> to God.
0: <laughs> All oh right. man, I I one part of me kind of wants to get that that limited edition, but the other part of me is saying uh we're. As far as far as uh, new consoles release, we're kind of closing in on that uh, one year mark before it drops. So, uh, and only it's if, not. Yeah, go ahead.
2: Only if you're looking for a PS4 Pro, if you need to upgrade, like some sh- people on this show maybe want to possibly get a new PlayStation 4
1: Pro if need be. Why are you so. talking about me, Joe? <laughs> <laughs> why? Why you put me on blast like that, buddy? I
2: didn't put you on blast. I know that you were debating mm. about buying a mm, PS4 mm, Pro mm.
1: for a while now. So horrible. <laughs> and
2: hell, you could you could get a wonderful Death Stranding PS4 Pro along with a, a yellow controller.
1: The, 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 and the, the yeah. yeah,
2: urine yellow controller.
1: The whole thing should have been like urine yellow. Like the like the <laughs> everything should have been urine, yellow. urine
2: yellow. It should have had a BB pot on the top. What did you say, Kev? Translucent
1: urine yellow. Uh, No. (laughs) Anything but that. Please, anything but that.
2: All right. And then other games (laughs) moving on in the state of play um, broadcast. uh, Sony announced Humanity, a hard-to-describe game coming from Enhanced, the studio uh, that is led by Tetsuya Mitsuguchi, the guy that developed Res and Tetris effect on there, so and he's actually not developing this game directly. It's uh, someone um, they're publishing this game, so and it kind of looks like a uh, mix between Lemmings and uh, just uh, it's just kind of crazy. It's like it's taking that uh, uh, Mario demo from back in the day and just ramping it up. I mean, literally, you got all these masses of people fighting against each other, and it looks. Uh, it, interesting i should say i don't know if any of you two caught the footage of that or not but
0: i really didn't know what i understand what i was looking at
2: uh, yeah uh, well we'll have to see more when it comes out i think it i'm not sure it's it's like i said it's hard to describe it looks like uh i don't know if it's going to be a puzzle game if it's more like a uh a tower defense type of gameplay we'll have to see once it comes out to see how it plays so i'm keeping an eye on this one um they did announce a demo is coming out for the medieval remake coming out uh, in late October on there if you do happen to play the game you do get a bonus when the uh actual True Blue game comes out on that so uh, definitely download that demo and take a look i'm kind of reminding myself to download the demo myself so on there there was a deeper look at Call of Duty Modern Warfare's campaign which is probably At least in my opinion, the only redeeming quality to play Call of Duty is to play some of the campaigns on there. And it actually looked pretty cool from what I saw as far as the story sequences are concerned. And if the gameplay is tight, it might be worthy of a red box uh, rental and or waiting for the game to go down to 15 bucks in a couple of years to play the campaign. (laughs) I don't know why. I just never got into multiplayer on Call of Duty for whatever reason. I mean, so... I did it a couple of times, and it's it's you know this.
0: I think we have to be honest about multiplayer. Multiplayer has been more or less the same for I don't know what couple de- couple of decades, depending on how long you've been playing on, playing on playing first person shooters, right? Yeah. Uh, it, it it's just okay. Run around a map, shoot somebody in the face die spawn repeat and you know sometimes that's cool you know if that if, if if you know if that's your thing that's your thing but i just i the last time i played uh a a call of duty multiplayer i think it what was it was the game that came after the first modern warfare i can't even remember what it was or it might have been i can't remember did, i must it might have been modern warfare itself i can't remember
2: Modern Warfare 2, maybe? Or was it uh, World at War, maybe?
0: It might have been. I can't remember.
2: Yeah, because I think it was uh, Modern Warfare, World at War, and then Modern Warfare 2, and then um, I'm not sure after that. I'm not, like, the biggest.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was. It, and, you know, back then, we didn't have parties, and you couldn't separate out of the uh, the lobbies, and it was just, you know, constant... A spew of toxicity spewing out from everybody who had an online mic. And it's like, I, I don't feel like listening to that. And even though that problem is solved by current technology, just the fact that it's just the same thing you do over and over again um, just never appealed to me. So, Call of Duty, the only appealing aspect for a Call of Duty game for me would be the campaign, and maybe any co-op or horde-ish, horde horde horde-mode-ish-like uh, modes that would be a part of the game.
2: I actually want to go back and play Infinite Warfare with all that sci-fi stuff It looked pretty damn interesting, and I, it's in my backlog, so...
0: A lot of people hate it, but I kind of dug it. I didn't finish the campaign, but I played through a lot of it, and I thought it was okay. You know, was it the best thing I ever played? No, but it was... It, 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 it was. I thought it was a lot better than what a lot of folks were were hammering it on. But again, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not the Call of Duty demographic. So.
2: Yeah. I mean, if any of our listeners, if you like Call of Duty, let us know why. I mean, if you know, we obviously we don't have the breadth of experience to be able to even speak to as far as why this series has gone on as long as it has. And I don't want to just say it's because it's dude bro, dude bro. I mean, there has to be some sort of dna with the series that um you know besides activision (laughs) making their money every year that inspires them to do what they do on here and there has to be some value to the uh, gameplay and the the games themselves so definitely let us know if if you have any sort of viewpoint gaming vessels at gmail.com on there so hey
1: so joe good news i found out what that game was
2: what what was it desmond
1: it's called fail seal arbiter's mark oh okay You've never heard of it, have you?
2: Never heard of it, no. You're Yeah, it's, me, like,
1: so. it's, a, it's a strategy or tactical turn-based... Not turn-based. It's like, it's like um... Uh, Fire Emblem. You know? Oh, okay. And it was, uh... I guess it was developed by a fairly small team. Uh, I'm sure you can let your fingers do the walk-in and find out all you can about it, but that's the game that I downloaded. It was on sale. Got, um... One of the, um... One of the... Uh... I guess yeah. I mean, they're they're a uh, YouTuber uh, uh, YouTuber channel that I watch that that talks about games. Uh, was talking about it, so it's really good. And you know, it has it just has this classic vibe to it from like you know Final Fantasy Tactics and, and those type of games. So you know, the art style looks cool, and I figured, hey, why not? You know, support a support a small indie.
2: And also, state of play, there was a couple other things of note. Um, Katamari Damacy's creator, uh, Kiata Takahashi's new game, Watem, was finally um, given a, a new trailer. This game got announced like a PlayStation experience like three years ago, so it's been in the works for quite a bit of time, but it's coming out in December 2019 on there. Um, game looks uh, you know, like all the other games that, that this guy has made uh, it's hard to pin down <laughs> exactly what it is you're doing and you will know, we'll have to see once the game comes out as far as if uh, you know if it's any good or not we'll just have to be honest and stay, state that off the top uh, any of you guys a fan of uh, his previous work uh, Nobi Nobi Boy or Katamari Damacy
1: at all I played all, no, the, I, played played all played, I played all the Katamari Damacy games I think it's amazing um, I've never heard of this game I'm so sorry that I haven't, but I'm probably. I mean, if it looks good, I'm probably gonna 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 take care of it and see what's going on because, like, yeah, I mean that looks. I mean, yeah.
2: <laughs> I mean, it looked kind of relaxing. To That's watch. what I mean, you know. It's yeah. Like, so,
1: kind of my was just was just like a super like chill-ass game, so I'm dead. Yeah, I mean, if, if we all enjoyed Dona County,
2: you know, I think this might be something that might be in that same wheelhouse, per se, so.
1: Yeah, Dona County was amazing, too, so. Yeah.
2: And also announced in State of Play, um, Civilization 6 is coming both to PlayStation 4, obviously didn't announce it coming to Xbox One during the broadcast, but it's also coming to Xbox One as well on November 22nd on there, so. So if you're a fan of Sid Meier's Civilization series, uh, rest assured it came out on Switch a year ago and no other console ports were announced, but it is coming out on there. Uh, There was another news story I read too that Sony's not going to support the cross-save function with the game. I guess you're able to save the game back and forth between PC, Switch, Xbox One, but Sony is not supporting it for some reason, so... But uh, that was state of play. So, and keeping on the PlayStation tip, on there there was some other news that came out in the last couple of weeks since we last recorded. Uh, one that was just came down like a ton of bricks is that there was a, just a random tweet from the PlayStation Twitter account that uh, Sean Layden is departing Sony Interactive Entertainment on there, and that um, basically it was just a. a Consulary tweet just thanking him for his leadership and everything uh no word from him directly on his twitter account no word as to why he's no longer with the company so people were doing a little digging and back and forth but they did find out at least uh just learning about what's going on with sony at the moment is that they are trying to consolidate all the different uh Studios like, you know, know, US, Europe, Japan under one roof on there. I know that the guy, Jim Ryan, uh, has kind of been on the rise, the guy that was previously ahead head of Sony Entertainment, Interactive Entertainment of Europe on there. And so there's been kind of some talk about some internal struggles behind the scenes on there. Uh, You know, Jim Ryan became like the basically Sean Layden's boss earlier this year on that and um, you know I don't know what's going on but uh, there is some sort of rumor mongering based on a story on gamedaily.biz uh, as far as from anonymous sources talking to people and they're saying that the, uh, that they feel that the perceived power struggle between Ryan and Layden has came to a head that's starting to affect the upcoming next-gen transition. On there, um, that they stated that uh, they had the "quote-unquote" least amount of clarity we've had on a new console this close to transition. We believe the global restructuring is exponentially exacerbating the already difficult process of transitioning to a new generation. Now we're getting nervous. So it might be just a point I don't know. I mean, this is something that we're not privy to, obviously. And no one else is reporting on this. This is, you know, all rumor and speculation. But we'll have to see what happens with the PlayStation 5's expected 2020 launch. And to see what the approach is to Worldwide Studios, which is the uh, thing that Sean Layden was the president of on there. So... And we'll have to see. I mean I'm you know, I'm kinda been kinda anxious too myself just to see what's going on with the PlayStation Five. But obviously Xbox has gotten out the hype a little bit ahead of time, as they are prone to do, but uh you know, we'll have to see. I think once the curtain is unveiled, I think a lot of the anxiety will be kinda you know, at least a little bit uh, you know, released or, you know, that we won't sit here be speculating about this, that and the other thing, but I'm just hoping behind the scenes that they are not dropping the ball as far as getting the, um, you know, the information regarding the next console to everyone. That way they could get their games ready on time and get it out for said systems. I mean, but when you really think about it, they're all PC-based. And so I don't think, you know, this is not, you know, where it's a PlayStation 3 thing where you're working with the cell or something like that. So any thoughts, Kevin? Uh, I think if there were if, I kind
0: of like what you said if this was a proprietary chipset, then there would be some concern but since it's, well, it's all running off that x86 not so much of a concern I kind of sort of wonder if maybe this could be a instead of you know executive egos if this could be maybe the direction where the, what direction the PS5 is going to Go maybe a a a, a battle between uh, perspectives, you know. Um, I've I, I don't follow executives hardly at all. Um, I know Sean Layden had said some things that uh, kind of. Oh, what did, I, I can't remember his exact quote, but kind of led to the possibility of PlayStation exclusives showing up on other platforms. Uh, my guess is that he was probably talking about PC. Um, uh, if, you know, it, it, it could be maybe uh, a division in how they're going to, how they want to move forward. Uh, based on what I've seen with the PlayStation 4, the dumbest thing <laughs> in the world would be to change the formula that's working for you right now. Uh, the way a, a market leader usually operates in, at least in consumer products of what I've observed is that they stick with what worked and they build upon it for the next generation or the next product or the next model, what have you. And... Uh, it would be really stupid for them to t- turn the focus and try to do something uh, completely out of the ordinary or, or try to follow a, uh, a Game Pass model or, you know, a Stadia model or something something along those lines. Uh, you got to stick with the, with, the, with the horse that brought you, and the horse that brought you is your core, your core customer uh purchased those single player narrative driven narrative driven graphically impressive uh mechanically sound games and that has to be the content has to be what your core wants and then you expand outward from that to bring other people in but you got to keep your you got to lock down your core you know whether you're dealing with consumer products or politics if you don't lock down your core supporter or you lose you lose ground with your core you're going to have problems so hopefully they're they've they're they're either gotten that or in the process of getting all that stuff sorted out before the console is introduced and launched
2: yeah and one thing that ryan came out um right along the side this news got announced but this is like three things, this announcement, and then Sony came out to announce that the PlayStation Now price is going down from 19.99 a month to 9.99 a month on there, and they lowered the uh, price for the yearly subscription down to 59.99 a month. I mean, 59.99 a year, excuse me, on there. And then with this announcement, they did announce that they are having God of War, Uncharted 4, Infamous Second Son, and then Grand Theft Auto 5. Uh, that they all will be available as of October 1st and will be on the service at least until January of 2020. On there, I know uh, Jim Ryan did say that it this is the only platform that GTA 5 is available for streaming on there, and they said that they did, you know, have to lay out uh, enough money for Rockstar to be able to allow them to be able to do that on that. So and, you know, it's kind of PlayStation now has been kind of the redhead stepchild between all the different services. And I know, Kevin, I know you kind of this is not up our alley, you know, either me or you. We have enough of the library that we don't need to stream PS3 games remotely or, you know, download a uh, certain library for PS4 games. But uh, I think it's an important thing just to compete with the other, you know, ponies in the race, quote unquote, even though I want it to be an aside i want it to be in addition to what they're doing with the playstation 4 and 5 so
0: yeah well my you know if it if it takes away your ownership i don't think it's something that you need to compete with um those people are not those people that the streaming services like stadia stadia in particular uh i don't really consider them core gamers anyway they're 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 not interested in going to GameStop and plunking down $59.99 plus tax on a new game. But they're more than happy to <clears throat> sub, uh, pay 10 bucks or 15 or 30, 30 bucks for three months or whatever it is, however, the, however their, their subscription plans go, and feel that they're getting their money's worth for the time put in just to stream something and they're putting in money that they've earned into something that they don't tangibly tangibly own but i think those people are not tied to this hobby as in depth as we are so you know
2: yeah i totally understand both sides you know uh, right now, at least personally, I've been thinking about, like, getting rid of most of my CD collection, you know, it's for, in the music world, I know that uh, a lot of the streaming services like Spotify, Pandora, you know, pretty much, it's just the way I listen to music now, I don't worry about grabbing a CD, throwing it in my player or in my car, I just basically cue it up on my phone and just play away, basically, so, and um, I think I could see both aspects. On there, because with games, I am strictly the, you know, double gatefold sleeve vinyl guy. You know, I want want my physical media, of course, so.
0: Mm. Yeah, I, I just want to own my content.
2: And, and by the way, uh,
0: I'm not t- just tied to the physical disc. If I can get if I could get this access to the same discounts that the brick and mortar stores have been presenting or at least. Used to present that's becoming further and further and farther between. uh, R.I.P. Gamers Club unlocked. Um, If I could get that those same deals digitally on console, I'd have no problem, as long as I'd be able to play that that content offline. Now, understandably, I'm okay. I'm not going to be able to play Destiny offline, obviously, because it's a it's a gas game, but. If it's a game that has an offline mode, or if it's a single player game, if it's digital, if I, as long as I can play that content offline, then I feel that I own it. And I would be okay with that. But until that difference, that price difference of what you can get physically and digitally uh, is bridged, you know, with the discounts, with the uh You know, I got a little Gamers Club Unlocked has gone away, but, you know, something, give me something, <laughs> you know, as opposed to that $60, uh, you know, asking price on your digital store. um Until that changes, I'm still going to be going and picking up my discs yep.
2: All right. And then the last portion of PlayStation News, uh, they did announce that Crossplay is out of the beta phase and that any game. Capable of supporting it, uh, we'll be able to use as long as the developer wants to take advantage of the feature on there. Um, Call of Duty: Modern Warfare is going to be the first major title to take advantage of the crossplay, and that's coming out on October 25th. Uh, PUBG is getting crossplay between PS4 and Xbox later on in October, as well on there. And I'm glad to see that they finally decided to flip the switch on this one because it was a talking point. <laughs> However, important or not important it might have been, it still was a talking point with some gamers out there. So, on that. And, uh, you know, to me, it's a good thing, especially with a smaller indie type title where I could play with people on Steam or people on Xbox or, you know, whatever other platforms that might be out there. I think it's a good thing. It might help games like, say, Strange Brigade or other games of that type uh, get a better pool of uh, people to play with necessarily i'm just kind of curious as far as how the online chat will work but obviously usually i don't talk to people when i'm doing multiplayer online i'm usually in group chat anyway so but good to see that is kind of taken care of so and then i have a couple other news stories that's coming out of new york comic-con this past weekend On i still rolling around but uh, um, Marvel announced that uh, Marvel Spider-Man will be getting a uh, comic series, a five-parter. Uh, this is going to be entitled The Black Cat Strikes on there. It's going to follow The Adventures of Felicia Hardy on there. They're calling this their Gamerverse series on there. So it's actually the Spider-Man that's in the PlayStation 4 game um, that they are going uh, you know, be able to kind of uh, expand the universe on. On this, so, and this is actually the third comic series based on Insomniac's game on there. I guess there was a this year's City at War and Velocity that the Spider-Man from that universe kind of intermingled a bit on there. So, uh, any thoughts on this, Desmond? As far as the series coming out, I mean, I, I haven't read Spider-Man in quite a bit of time. Has Black Cat not been in the continue out? In the actual Spider-Man universe, as of late, or? yeah,
1: she has her own comic book series right now. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, they actually have her. Um, so yeah, she's like, of course, she's always, you know, been, you know, the Marvel, you know, Catwoman. So yeah, you know, Black Cat is is still a major part of uh, Spider-Man's continuity um, in the main six one six, and um, the other two uh, comics that were created for the the spider-man and the sony video game i mean i'm not sure how they're selling um i didn't pick them up because they're uh yeah i'm probably going to pick them up in and trades because trades are usually easier to to um to deal with because and, and you can get them on cheaper you can get them on sale so yeah <laughs> but, i mean um, but yeah i, I mean know. it seems very interesting you know, yeah,
2: I usually know the mini series or you know especially the Elseworld world stuff, or you know whatever it's 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 not like it's like you know it's not gonna sell a ton, but at least they're you know continuing to try to build on the success of Marvel spider man at least on playstation so which is
1: great, you know because I really enjoyed that game and and more eyes getting on it is great, you know, I know the d l c is uh is done and I, I don't think there's gonna be any more, but I cannot wait for spider man 2. I'll definitely like. I will definitely 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 um, play it when it comes out because that game was phenomenal yeah. to use don't know, Kev's Tim. I don't I
2: don't know whether I would want more Spider-Man 2 or whether I want another Ratchet and Clank From Insomniac or Spider-Man know, maybe...
1: 2. Ratchet and Clank is done. Let it go. Let let it go, Joe. Let it go. Let it go. <laughs> you got a whole game series plus they redid the whole they redid the first uh, Ratchet and Clank from the ground up. It's time to let it go. No,
2: it's not, man. All right. And then in other Marvel uh, comic slash video game news, uh, they did announce they had a um, panel at New York Comic-Con, and they announced Kamala Khan uh, for Square Enix's Avengers game on there. So I have no idea who who this character is. Is that Miss Marvel?
1: Yep, she's the new Miss Marvel. She's been in Miss Marvel for like the last two or three years. So she's been around for actually maybe longer, but she's been around for, for quite a while. She's uh a Muslim uh character. Uh she was created by G. Willow Wilson, a uh, Muslim um uh writer and who's currently writing Wonder Woman right now as well, I think. And uh, yeah, uh, very interesting. She is a oh, she's funny. She's she's actually not a mutant. She is an in- inhuman, and she has. Uh, I think personally, she's a. I can never remember the term for it, but she's like Plastic Man, basically. So she can. Oh, okay. She can shape her body into different things, but generally, it's more. It's more. Um, she can kind of like. I mean, she literally is like Plastic Man, and in, in, in her and in, in for her power set, and she's you know leader of the Champions. They they brought out a new series for Champions, which is which is having a, which has the 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 younger characters, uh, the younger superheroes. So yeah, she's been around for a very long time, you know. So, she is the yeah she is the she is the new uh well not new anymore she's been around for forever but she's she's the she's the new Miss Marvel.
2: Oh, okay. Mm. You know, I was thinking Captain Marvel for a second, and obviously Captain Marvel is a whole different character. It's Carol Danvers, right? I haven't even seen the movie yet, so it's like.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Captain Marvel's Carol Danvers, yeah. Yeah. So,
2: no idea who this character is. I'm not a Marvel head, I'm a DC guy, so, you know, I guess I need some education. Maybe I should buy Square Enix's Avengers to catch up. But uh, uh, they did show a couple of uh, extended versions of Avengers at the show as well, so. Um, they showed a tutorial, I guess, that has been shown multiple times, both at E3 and Gamescom on there. Um, but, you know, basically it's not really a good slice because it's just all quick time events on Rails, all this and all that. So, uh, but uh, they did in there, uh, unveil a second demo. It was a combat training module that centered on the game's um, newly revealed sixth hero miss marvel and it took the training wheels off and there's like free control of the character on there so i guess uh that they equated it the people that actually played the demo this weekend to the most recent god of war game on there so and uh, it's kind of they said the game kind of felt like a lot like marvel spider-man for the ps4 on there so I don't know if they're going to be able to replicate that with all the heroes or not, but uh, they were also showing off some character customization to for the game because you're going to be able to create your own character uh, to be able to play in this game too. And
1: oh, uh, pump the brakes! You can create your own character in this game.
2: Yeah, let's see here. Da, 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 da uh character customization yeah so this is another major component of the game there's three parts of building your heroes cosmetic looks items and skills on there i'm not sure if you're able if you're running off default characters or if you're able to create your own character or not so i don't want to be uh kind of talking about this but a few previewed skins including is a king Horror, king thor outfit excuse me uh fix it Hulk uh, a classic Captain America and Iron Man's original Sin suit on there so so some skins can be unlocked in game for free while others can- will be sold for real money on there and then uh, each item has a gear level and a color coded rarity as far as, as as well as specific perks that augment or enhance that hero's abilities it's kind of like similar to Destiny's planetary materials on there so and it's surprisingly, the game's RPG-like. So enemies, players, and missions all have numeric levels, and and it's not shy to throw up big damage numbers for your attacks on there. So, looks like there's some skill trees involved, too. So, we'll have to see. I mean, I'm kind of curious. Like I said, I don't want to throw. I mean, I hope you could create your own character. I think that would be badass. But, uh, would you be happy with modified, like, base Marvel characters that you could play off, too, as well?
1: Yeah, i play it. I'm gonna play the game anyway. I mean, come on. I'm a I'm a comic book fan first and foremost. Of course, I'm gonna play the game. I'm gonna buy it. It's a day one. You know. I mean, come on. Yeah.
2: They have promised future heroes and areas will be free, and there will be no pay for power scenarios. Um, you know, as far as that, they haven't talked about what paid DLC is going to look like on there, or how the story missions will look like, or how, you know how the game will actually play. But this look like a games as a service on there. So. Any thoughts, Kev, about all of this Avengers business? You just wait till it comes out, I'm assuming? Yeah, I'm going to have to see the combat more.
0: Yeah, I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm, I'm a beat 'em up snob, so i got to see what that looks like before I put my money <laughs> here.
2: Yeah, me too, but especially if it's multiplayer, it's something I want to see, you know, come May of next year, how everything's rolling around on that bad boy, so. All right, and uh, I do have one last news story. This is kind of similar theme to our last episode that they, uh, we talked about last episode regarding KFC unveiling a new video game
1: oh, involving
2: gosh. Colonel Sanders uh, on there. So, Wendy's has announced a game called Feast of Legends, and it's not a video game. It's a tabletop RPG, which you would set out to defend the world from frozen food on oh. there. So... The Feast of Legend puts Wendy's popular promise to offer fresh food to the limelight with a Dungeons Dragons-style tabletop RPG. Uh, and the story revolves around players going against <sighs> an ice gesture whose character artwork bears similarities to Ronald McDonald. The antagonist causes a threat to Queen Wendy's reign of prosperity mm-hmm. in the realm of Beef's Keep. <laughs> yeah, it's up to you and <laughs> other adventures. to fight back. <laughs>
1: I, I, I can't. I Wow. Okay. Yes.
2: Yeah, the nations have fallen into disagreements on how to treat the people of the realm, with Creeping Veil vale and United Clown Nations leading the people into the deep freeze. <laughs> Fresh Tovia, however, ruled by King Queen Wendy, has clapped back at any attacks on the borders. Players will create a character with a game master, otherwise known as a GM, who drives the narrative of the game in the same way you would play a D&D campaign. Feast of Legends is free to play with a 97-page manual slash rulebook that is free to download as a PDF. The whole thing is, ex- as expected, riddled with food puns. You could also download character sheets for your character creation joys on this. So, so any thoughts? Are we going to be role playing some Feast of Legends anytime soon, Desmond?
1: No. That's that's oh. all I'm going to say about that. yeah. <laughs> okay.
0: Nope. Let me get let me get this straight. Let me get this straight. Riddle me this. Okay, we had two fast food competitors recently competing with each other over actual product: chicken sandwiches, right? Chick fil A and Popeyes.
2: Yeah, whether,
0: whether, whether that was corporate driven or if it was just customer something that the customers did that turned into a, a social media sensation for for thirty seconds that happened so we have so then we had kfc and now we've got wendy's instead of doing things that will actually bring customers to their stores with new product they're hitting us with these shallow games you know kfc wants to wants to be food wars okay you know, they, 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 they want, they, want, they want to be, they want to be soma. Okay, so you can, you can date Colonel Sanders, and now we got Queen Wendy here who wants to be, you know, <laughs> wants to be Queen of the Realm with, 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 with this Buster ass D and D game. I mean, at what point do, do these companies start? Okay, we need to think about what new products. Or changes to our current current menu to get people into our stores and start talking about what actually matters—the food that we're selling. This is crazy. I, I mean, <laughs> I, th- I think it's hilarious, but it's just—it's like marketing. Do the do you need a degree for marketing anymore? Can 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 you just be, you know, like somebody off the street and and. Just say, hey, uh, I got this idea, and you know, you smoke a couple of blunts at the board meeting, and someone comes up with dating Colonel Sanders and a D and D game with with Wendy.
2: Uh,
0: I I I don't know. Maybe I'm just too old.
2: Yeah, I don't know. Have you noticed all the Arby's tweets with all sorts of papercraft and and? But you characters? know what?
0: But but Arby's is done with with. The stuff that you have to buy at Arby's. Oh, you know, I know. The Arby's sauce paintings, the, you know, the things, uh, all that is market. They're using pop culture, uh, 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 goings on to market the actual, their actual restaurants. Yeah. You're not seeing them coming up with a dating freaking simulator.
1: <laughs> you know, yeah.
0: this, this, this is. This is craziness
2: to me. I mean, you know. I don't know if you're aware, but KFC also has a KFC gaming Twitter handle, which they tweet uh, game news and, um, you know, retweeting like people streaming like Call of Duty and PUBG and all this other stuff. So. Wow. You know, again, none
0: of that stuff is going to get you into the store to buy yeah, their that- product. None of that, and 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 when, what Wendy's is doing, I don't know how Wendy's fares in the in the fast food wars. I don't know if there are three or four or five, whatever. I don't see how this is going to encourage anybody to actually want to go to Wendy's and buy the food. I, I don't. Just, I don't know. Like I said, I'm or maybe I'm old, and I just don't understand you know millennial marketing but this this just seems so stupid i mean, I mean it's funny but it's stupid as hell.
2: right on well I, you know if there's another f- fast food theme we'll bring it up next episode but it, just keeping it on the tangent keeping it real over here with wonderful marketing ideas so that's all the news i have this week this episode gents All right, I mean, that's like going
0: to your dentist to get your windows tinted. I mean, it's just, like, (laughs) completely unrelated (laughs) industries. Absolutely crazy. But thank you. Thank you, Wendy's, for giving us that – that laughable moment. But, but
1: remember, though, remember. how is this any different than than a couple of years ago when when what Burger King released those Xbox games? I mean, but they were games, though. They were actually games with gaming mechanics. You know, as whack as
0: they were, <laughs> you were still driving. King was driving around in his little mini cart, and there was a platformer or something like that. I mean, I mean, this goes back to television. I got a copy of Kool Aid Man at, at, at my mom's house. And, and, but it was a game it had gaming mechanics this stuff that they're doing now it's not a game it's it's just
2: silliness so I don't know <laughs> if, if wendy's came out with a uh, a, a deep DMC like battle <laughs> no action battle game the
0: fact that is not a game yeah. I mean it, it it it's nothing that is drawing your attention
2: to the product to
0: the product. I mean, in Kool Aid Man, you had to get the water, you had to get the sugar, and you had to get the the strawberry flavored packet of Kool Aid.
1: Yeah, they were teaching you something.
0: Yeah, they were telling you this is how you make Kool Aid, this is the strawberry. We got other flavors too. This is you how know? you get
1: diabetes, kids. This, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> Do you diabetes one oh one? This is this is how we're bringing it. And you know the king games. You, they got the dude with the crown and the cape. I mean, he's synonymous with the Whopper. So you're seeing this dude drive around on a little cart. Okay, you know I, I'm thinking I'm 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 thinking back to. Whopper, Burger King Whopper, Burger King Whopper. Avoid the Noid. The Noid is the pizza guy. It had him jumping over pizza slices. I mean, it, it that stuff was linked to your product. This is just—I <laughs> don't know what it is. It's 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 like you, you, they just went to romper room. hired some
2: kindergarten kids and yeah, it's, like, it's like it's a fast food fan fiction, basically, is what it is. So.
0: Well, I don't know.
2: But Anyway, so As long as it get doesn't get all you know, all deep in that business. So, <laughs> so.
0: well, they might as well because ain't nobody selling sandwiches. <laughs> ain't nobody, I, 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 you know, ain't nobody selling sandwiches. i Popeyes and 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 Chick Fil A are the only ones actually selling competing with product. Ain't nobody else Dell no KFC. Now, we've been in the chicken game for the longest time. Hey, let's come out with a dating simulator. Yeah, that makes sense. I don't know. But, <laughs> but anyway, contact. You can get a hold of our show at at gmail.com. Uh You'll want to send your email there if you have any comments, questions, concerns. If you'd like to be on the show, you're going to want to send your email to that address, Uh, I can be reached on social media. My Twitter handle is Shonuff71. That is S-H-O-N-U-F-F, the number 71. On PlayStation Network, I am Shonuff7, same spelling with the number 7. Xbox Live, I am Shonuff071. Again, same spelling with the number 071. And on Steam, I am Shonuff71. Trader Joe, where the confined folks get a hold of you at?
2: i on Twitter. I am Joe Fongul, J O E F O N G U L. On uh, PSN, Nintendo Network, and Steam, I am under the user handle Kamunagara, K A M U N A G A R A. And on Xbox, if you do catch me, I am under the handle of Mr. Fongel, capital M-R capital Fongul, capital M R, capital F O N G U L, on there. So. How about Desmond, where where can people find you, brother?
1: Yeah, you can find me on um on uh, PSN as Nemo Tigger, N E M O T G G R. And when I'm on Face, oh sorry, when I'm on um when I'm on Twitter, which is not very often anymore, uh you can find me at the Nemo6, S I X, not the, the 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 word, not the number. So it's N E M O uh sorry, T H E N E M O S I X.
0: All righty, so for Trader Joe and for Des the Bay Area Terror, this is Kevin A. Cajon of 71, signing off from Season 5, Episode 9. We thank you for listening to us. We will be back next time. Peace.